0: All right. The Colorado Avalanche get the trade train rolling in a deal with the San Jose Sharks and they bring back a familiar face with Matt Nieto and they let go of someone that they just gave many, many opportunities to in Martin Cout. And you can see Mr. Sullivan smiling over there. (laughs) He's trying to hide it and he just can't. We're going to break this trade down from top to bottom. New episode of locked on Avalanche coming at you.
1: Your Locked On Avalanche, your daily podcast on the Colorado Avalanche. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
0: All right, Avs Nation, welcome to another episode of Locked On Avalanche. We are part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Thank you for making this your first listen of the day. That is always appreciated. Make sure to follow us on our social media outlets. LOP and underscore Avalanche on Twitter. Locked on Avalanche on Instagram. Questions, comments, concerns, and opinions. Locked on Avalanche at gmail.com. And of course, follow us on our YouTube channel over on YouTube. Hit subscribe. Get notified when a new show goes live. So we had intended to do a mailbox episode uh, from our good followers over on Instagram who always give us great questions. We will still do that. We're just going to have to put it off because I, we want to give time to it. You guys ask really good questions over there. We don't want to fly through it. And then a trade happened involving the avalanche. So that's going to take precedent for today. I do answer those questions on Instagram. So if you go there, you can see those. Well, they might be gone by the time you're listening to this episode. Uh, but we, we have them. We've saved them. And uh, our next aw- or the next avalanche off day, we will answer them. They're still relevant, but we got to put the focus on the Colorado Avalanche trade with the San Jose Sharks. So the deal goes down like this: Martin Kautz and Jacob McDonald from the Colorado Avalanche are on their way out to the San Jose Sharks, and in return, they get defenseman and former first round draft pick, uh, Ryan Merkley, along with, welcome back, Matt Nieto. And this is making a lot of fans happy on a couple different fronts. You get Nieto back, who was a a fan favorite, um, and you get a promising defenseman in Merkley, and then you send out a couple guys who were struggling, namely Martin Cowell. So uh, a name that was just been in trade rumors for the past couple years now. And the avalanche kept trying, trying, trying. And he even said at the beginning of the year, I think this is it for me. If I can't make it this year, maybe I'm not going to be with the avalanche. And didn't even make it through the entirety of the of the season. Halfway through, they include him in a trade. Thoughts on the trade overall, and then we'll break all this stuff down. When it comes to Martin Cout, everyone simmer down,
1: simmer down. We knew we knew this was going to happen. Um, I'm not celebrating this at all, honestly. Uh, if you be realistic about it, you might see Martin Kout make a Andre burakovsky type renaissance when uh. it comes to San Jose. They have a good they have a good farm system. They're fresh. There's not a lot of expectations in San Jose. You're not trying to defend a cup. You're not trying to establish a brand. The Sharks are still trying to figure out who they are, where they're going, what they're doing. They have a new GM. It's all new, shiny. Martin Kout has some experience. He's learned from how to be a champion. He could add some stuff to San Jose, and San Jose could add some stuff to him. So, best of luck, Martin Cout. You knew this was coming. Statistically, with McDonald. Mm -hmm. You, we've been talking about like his minutes, like four minutes here, five minutes here. Yeah. You knew something was coming, something's up. And one of these days, if it's a 30 for 30 or um, a YouTube series that the Avalanche do, whatever that peak, whatever it is, um, (laughs) I want to know the story of what happened with Jacob McDonald. He had a ton of potential. And something well, just did not click.
0: I don't know. I, and maybe may, we might hear about it now. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You might hear now that he's not with the team anymore. The the narrative changes when a team is no longer a part or a, a player is no longer part of a team. Um, and, and not that they're going to like drag him through the mud or anything like that. But you might hear something a little bit more honest about why it wasn't working. And I, I just, I don't know, like, Ever since he got hurt,
1: mm-hmm.
0: when he got laid out, um, and and he was out, you, you you felt for him because he was playing relatively well. Yeah. Um, and at, when he finally came back from that, um, they just didn't use him the same way. And he he technically is a defenseman, and you know they they used him a lot as a forward. Which is not his natural position, but he just has that motor where he can. You feel like he he could take that role as a forward if he needed to, and it just just never materialized for him for whatever reason. Um, as far as Kout goes, you you can't fault the Avalanche for for giving him multiple opportunities, multiple. And and this is a reason like this is kind of built into the Avalanche DNA when it comes to prospects, they they will give them opportunity, and you know all these people shouting for you know Alex Newhook to to trade him while while he while he has some value and it's like it doesn't work that way, and you know they they now look at Alex Newhook. I know it's only been a couple the the the. The narrative on him has completely changed in just a few games. And, and that's what, but you're going to get that. You know what I mean? So, as far as Kout goes, they, they tried and they tried and they tried. And, you know, you, you're, you're not going to get, I think at this stage in Kout's career, he is what he is. You know, I, I, maybe it's just, it's, it could be one of those things where it's just not going to work with the Avalanche. And now he can go to a team that is retooling. That is, you know, rebuilding a little bit, and he doesn't have so much pressure on his shoulders to perform for a a Stanley Cup driven team. And he can just go out and and play with really no expectation right now. And sometimes that is better for a player. He's not going to have so much of a spotlight on him just because of the team he's playing on. And, you know, the expectation for him now is just go out, get a ton of minutes, and, and see if you can kind of turn your career around. He potentially could, but he's not going to be this guy that's just all of a sudden this, this renaissance of, you know, uh, no, I don't think he's going to be an Andrei Burakovsky. By, I mean, he could be, I think he's at the stage where he could be a solid depth guy if he finds the right system in the right situation. Maybe that's San Jose. I don't know.
1: Well, the thing is, we think of San Jose and we always think of Timo and like what he does out there, but mm-hmm if you've been reading the tea leaves and, like, I have my other fandom with the other team in the league, they're kicking the tires on him really hard right now. And they are going to make a serious push for him at the trade deadline. Mm -hmm. So, that disappears. You're looking for a new identity. Cout could be a third-line identity. You could possibly find some identity with McDonald. So they're getting in there getting their feet wet but they there's opportunities either with the sharks or the barracuda wherever they end up landing
0: i'll say that like, i i feel like i have more like i don't I, I, i'm trying i'm trying to like collect my thoughts right now because i want to say between mcdonald and cow I think McDonald has more opportunity oh, yeah. to to become a, a, a good option for the sharks than Cout does. You know what I mean? Like, like Jacob McDonald is a workhorse. And no matter where you go, a fan base appreciates that. And and a workhorse on, on a team like San Jose, like he and if if they need him at defense and he can play his natural position night in and night out um i I don't know i just think i i feel like jacob mcdonald has a little bit of a a brighter future than martin cow does just how i feel
1: but that's also had that has an asterisk on it because martin cow my friend my dude my homie Mm -hmm. we're at a crossroads (laughs) right now in your career you could take this experience with colorado and you can turn everything in san jose you can make this your revenge on Colorado. Every time I see them, I'm going to have a Pierre, Edouard, Belmar. Every time we played the Knights, Belmar was electric. Mm. He could have that same mentality, or he could take everything that worked and did not work with Colorado, improve on this, and maximize your potential in San Jose where the, the, there is no expectation. There really is no basement. You can really thrive in San Jose if you attack it the right way. Yeah. If you want to be bitter about everything in Colorado and how it did not work out, you're not going to maximize on your potential. Because Kaut has potential. And we talked about it like in the preseason. You saw him on the bench where he was like like Hulk Hogan levels, just like madness. Hmm. Like if he can just get it all in check, he's a good player. But it's, it's right here right now. And yeah. Kaut, that's where he's got to go.
0: Yeah. So we'll see what they end up doing with them um, as far as the Sharks goes. But it just for both of these guys in different ways, it just was not working out in Colorado anymore. Count, you just got multiple opportunities and was just completely inconsistent. And I'm a little confused at why Jacob McDonald just continued to get low, low minutes on the yeah. team. I thought he, he could have been productive. Um, maybe it's a system thing and, and, Jared Bednar just didn't like how he was incorporating into his system. So you you saw the writing on the wall for both of these guys. And we kept saying it over and over and over again. You can't keep playing these guys four minutes a night. You can't keep doing it. Like, and and so they they make a move, and you know, the one guy that they is, that's immediately gonna get slotted in there is Matt Nieto. So let's talk about what the Avalanche are going to get in return here. And then uh, you know what else we're going to do? We're going to do a sound check. Why not? It doesn't have to be just for uh, to summarize games. We can summarize trades as well. So we'll get to a sound check. Uh, but first we are going to hear from FanDuel. The NFL playoffs are here and we are really excited about our new sports betting partner for Locked On because they are the number one sports book in America and that is FanDuel and if you've never if you're new to FanDuel and you've never signed up for them that's even better because they have so many great features that make betting on sports fun and easy if you're a new customer all you got to do is put a $5 bet down and you will get $150 in free bets guaranteed you just have to go to fanduel.com/lockedon it's got all your favorite bets from the money line to point spreads to player props. And you can even combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payout with the same game parlay. So in, that's all available on the FanDuel app, which is safe, secure, and super easy to use. So do not miss out. Place your first $5 bet and get $150 in free bets. Win or lose at fanduel.com slash on. And you can make every moment more with FanDuel, who's the official sportsbook partner of the NFL. All right, so let's get to what the Avalanche get in return here with this deal with the San Jose Sharks and the name that jumped out to Avalanche fans, obviously, Matt Nieto. Um, I mean, this is like we were kind of saying at the end of the first segment, like, how we were always saying like, you, you're just not playing specific guys and they're getting low minutes, at least for this one position, Matt Nieto cures that like, you, you know what you're getting to him. He's familiar with the system. He's familiar with the team. The team hasn't changed. Uh, yeah. Some guys have come and gone, but the, the meat of the team is still there. So it's not like he needs to get familiar with a lot of guys. He knows Jared Bednar. He knows what system he wants to play. I mean, it, this is, this is. I don't. Want, I, the only thing that I hope it's not is like Carl Soderberg, like version oh. two because you know <laughs> that, Ryan we, everybody was happy when they brought Soderberg back at the trade deadline, but that didn't work out. Yeah. I don't think it's gonna go down that. Like Soderberg was a was a little bit older um, than than Nieto was, and Soderberg was kind of like at the downside of his career. That was a tr- that was one of those trades that was like. We were happy when it happened, and then as the games were playing out, I was like, "Yeah, that that just didn't work out." Okay, I don't see that happening with Nieto. I think he's not that far removed from being an avalanche, so he's going to slide right back in there. Helps on the penalty kill, good depth line, good speed, good motor. What's not to love to bring Matt Nieto back?
1: And my favorite thing, and oh, I was I didn't know if you were going to mention it or not when I saw this when I saw this break. I saw the trade. I, of course I saw Couch going out. I saw Nieto. The first thing that popped in my head was put in with JT Confer.
0: Um uh, well Confer's kind of man.
1: Especially I mean, with com- yeah. with like with New Hook taking his ascent.
0: Well, Good. that's what that's that's kind of what's in my head. Like, where are you putting Newhook right now? I, I I don't I don't just because is playing well. I'm not just you know what? scaling him up the charts right now. But go I, ahead. I go say ahead. keep
1: running with it. If he's doing what we anticipated, he's mm-hmm. he's working on a delay. He's got some serious lag. Like we gave you the two C. It's taking you forever to get to this. But mm-hmm. if this is what you want to do, work your way up. But Comfort has been invisible, JT Comfort, during this he's new hook a little
0: bit. Yeah, yeah,
1: he's he's kind of disappeared. What better way to fire him up than a good old buddy in Matt Nieto?
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, man, I think you're right, and it and it's coming at the right time. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like new hook is if you're gonna play the the match game and kind of like strike while the iron's hot, go for it. Put, put put new hook up at the two C right now. Maybe drop um, comfort down to the the three, and yeah, put them put them with that that'll that'll juice him up. Oh yeah, get I think
1: it'll only speed up Nieto getting reacclimated with the Avalanche. Yeah, like it, it, yeah, and it will be something that JT is familiar. Somebody I can work with. We know this. We can do this. I feel like that's it'll be perfect for both.
0: Yeah. Not a bad, uh, bad decision. So, um, yeah, I, I, I think I think it's a good move. You, I think it's smart for the Avalanche to do that and not because they could have gone out and, and made another move and brought a Matt Nieto like player in right now. But I feel like they wanted to do this because of the familiarity. Yep. You know what I mean? They 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 don't want to waste any games of someone coming in and. Maybe needing a couple like like Josh Manson and and, and Josh yep. Manson's been great for the Avalanche, but remember like when he came in, it really wasn't until the playoffs where he started to get comfortable mm-hmm. with the system. Um, they acquired him later in the season, then they just reacquired Matt Nieto, but still, I don't think they want to. You know, every game is important for them right now, and they wanted to get someone that you can throw in right now and it'll be like riding a bike. You know what is expected and let's just go to work right away. So yeah, I, I I like the move. They also um, get Ryan Merkley who did request a trade from the Sharks about a month or so ago. Um, Kind of a bold move for someone so young to do, but um, I think this is like a, a bold kid with a chip on his shoulder and he will likely go right to Loveland right off the bat. Um, but first round pick and how we're saying like, you know, maybe Martin Kaut can go somewhere else and he's a first round pick and you still have that title of a first round pick. And that's appealing to some teams who maybe want to acquire somebody new that's not working out. Maybe the same thing on a, on a younger scale. He's a lot younger than Martin Kaut, but for whatever reason, um, and I haven't talked to J.D., a host of Locked on Sharks, Sharks of why it wasn't working out. Um, they acquire him. He could be, you know, I don't want to say he's a project, but the potential. And, and Avalanche yeah. fans salivate yeah. when the Avalanche bring in these young prospects <clears throat> who, and, it, and again, it always goes back to Nechuskin. Yeah. You, you, you turned his career around. So I think a lot of Avalanche fans think they're just something in the water when a a new prospect comes in that maybe needs a little bit of work. But you could see the potential there. They get giddy. And he falls in line perfectly with that. You might not see a lot of him this year, but who knows with all the injuries that's been happening. But around the corner – uh, he he could be one of those pickups where you were like, "Gotcha again, uh, San Jose." Like this, this it could it could go either way, but I think just being an Avalanche fan, you have to give them the benefit of the doubt and say like, "We can we can definitely use what this kid can bring."
1: He's six foot. He plays a lot like a little bit slower Sammy G, and has the hockey sense of kind of like a Quinn Hughes hmm. in a way. He's very, he's got a lot of potential, and sure just the, the thought of him in Loveland was with, honestly, former AVS in Loveland, really retaining that information and getting acclimated that way because we don't need him to fix the defense right now. No, he needs he needs to no. learn a little bit. Yeah, so he's not the plug and play like Nieto is, but it's a name to keep in mind for the future, the playoffs, next year. Just keep that name in mind, like don't uh, let that name escape you.
0: No, no, no. And and I think there's a lot of Avalanche fans out there right now who look at this and see the D next to his name mm. um and then say like, "Oh." <laughs> He traded the wrong defense could, no, not not that well, maybe that, yes. But oh, is this the replacement for the the defenseman that we you know just rail on night in and night out for you know reasons unbeknownst to me? Um I, I know that there's there's some people out there thinking that he could be the replacement for Sammy G. So maybe you know, not this year. Because uh, I, I generally don't think the islands yeah, are trading Sam Gerrard. I don't think they're shopping him. I think they are fine with how he he plays and what he does for this team. That's not to say you know every everybody on this team, with the exception of you know your, your usual suspects, is expendable. Sammy G could be traded at some point, but I don't think he is being actively shopped around. Mm-hmm. Could it be? Yeah, maybe in a couple years if this kid is showing that he can withstand, you know, the night in, night out rigors of the NHL. And right now his, his, both of these guys, Nieto and Merkley are both uh, free agents after this year. Right. Um, I do believe so. They are. Yeah. Nieto is an unrestricted free agent. That's a million he, dollars. He takes it every year. Yeah. Well, he's, he, he's making less than Merkley is believe it or not right now. Um, and he's 30 years old and Nieto 30 years old. <sighs> Now I, I feel crazy. old. <laughs> yeah, right. So you know he's unrestricted, and uh, with Merkley's only 22, so obviously he is going to be restricted. They'll sign him. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And it won't break your bank. Who knows what's going to happen with Nieto after after this year? That's a discussion for the offseason. But for Merkley, you're likely going to sign him to a restricted free agent contract, and then you see what you have. And if he's if he's legit that could be maybe down the road when you, you you have room to maneuver and if you're still not happy with how sam gerard is playing then you can move him and this is not something that's going to happen this year people so settle down but it's it, that chatter will not end no for the next year or two it's, and you know, it's going to be there
1: i kind of look at it two ways with that it's if sam gerard is shopped we have his replacement and if bo never comes back
0: <laughs> Bo's coming back Bo's coming back i we've mean been, but the too. injury the injury bug is real with him
1: yeah and you never know you never know the next we've said it all year last year we'll say it again this year one hit could be it yeah so you you have and he's kind of built the same that same speedy way he's will not stand anybody up. I will tell you that right now. Mm-hmm. You're not going to get a stand reverse check. No, no, that's not happening, but it's, it's an insurance policy. You have an insurance policy for if somebody wants to make a really nice deal for Sam Gerard mm-hmm. that's there. And whatever happens with Bo, if he comes back and plays a shift and says, I can't do this, here comes Merkley.
0: Yeah. yeah. I mean, we'll say, I, I think I, I'm just going to be entertained by it all um, because people are going, he, he's, he's the shiny new car right now yeah. and people are going to think that he's going to be able to just come in and replace Sammy G, get rid of him, get rid of that $5 million cap number and have Merkley play for he's $860,000. You save so much cap space and problem solved. It's like, no, doesn't work that way. So, um, I, I, think he, I think he can make it there. I think yeah. he definitely can. Um, we'll see how it all pans out. I, I, I think this is – overall, I think this is a good deal, and I think this is a good deal. It's one of those t- uh, deals that's good for both teams. Yeah. It's for, good for both teams, and it's good for really all players involved. You know, With, with the Avs, like we were talking about, they, they send out two guys that didn't have long-term use or value for the Avalanche. So you move those guys out and you're in the position that the avalanche are in, in the win now mode. If guys aren't working out, you, you move them out and then you bring in guys in the way the guys that they brought in someone that's familiar and a prospect maybe project that the avalanche have a good track record of, of turning these guys around. So not that he needs turning around, but just getting, getting him going and eventually getting to the big show.
1: I wonder if, the ascension of curtis mcdermott had anything to do with this where bednar just turns around and looks at Martin cow he's like why can't you do this yeah
0: <laughs> we've been asking you to do this for months now yeah, the, the, yeah this guy yeah this guy's improved over the course of a season we've had you for a handful and yeah he's yeah. been
1: he's been hanging on by a thread and this yeah. guy's stepping up why can't you you have twice know. as much talent
0: another thing that this is uh and then we'll get to our sound check um a lot of people are, are questioning, like, why the ads made this move now and didn't wait until maybe a little bit later closer to the deadline. And this isn't like a, a big, you know, needle-moving move. Uh, but the, the Darren Helm question looms large. And, you know, if he's not coming back, uh, or I should say if, if he was coming back and the ads felt like he was maybe around the corner, maybe this move still gets made. Mm-hmm. Um, but maybe just not right away. I don't know. But the fact that this is made and Matt Nieto is kind of, you, you could just slot him in for exactly everything that Darren Helm does. It kind of gives you the the yucky feeling that Darren Helm maybe is done for the year and they just haven't come out and said that yet.
1: It absolutely screams of um, Darren Helm. This is... A stopgap here, something to replace that, and I really feel like the reason this move is being made now, before the All Star break, before the trade deadline, I believe it goes back to the fire sale that the Sharks are about to experience at the trade deadline. I feel like, especially with the Timo Meyer trade, that
0: is going to happen. I don't know. I'm not sold on that. Like, he doesn't want to go anywhere. I know Timo, Boston
1: and yeah. New Jersey have been kicking the tires on it because he's that piece that you can add and it'll oh, push sure. you and you're not getting success. Like he's getting older too. We talked about Nieto being 30 like Timo. He's at that point where he needs to start making success. And that whole organization's about to start going through it. And I feel like San Jose is preparing for um, opening San Jose as honestly just buy anything. So they're trying to get pieces and prospects and just put things together. And Nieto, he has loyalty to Colorado. He's been here before, so it's a kind of easier deal to make. Yeah. But I feel like they're preparing for that move.
0: Yeah, I don't know, man. Like I I, 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 I've read that Meyer just does not want to go. It's in the end might not be up to him. I'm sure he has his list of you know teams that he doesn't want to get traded to, Um, but. You don't want to be Jumbo it's, Joe either. No, but uh, the the thing with with a lot of these like teams right now is, it's a fine line that they have to walk of how much do we want to give up, and then if we land Connor Bedard, like we we don't have anything for him. Like let's just say like like Team Meyer, they they hold on to him, and then San Jose gets the number one overall pick. They are improved like that. If you get rid of Timo Meyer and you land Connor Bedard, you're still gonna. I mean, there, there's still a lot of work to be done, and you know, Meyer helps that process go along a little bit quicker. So, I'm, I'm fascinated to see what these bottom feeding teams do yeah. because if they give up too much, Bedard's not gonna move the needle all that much in the beginning. He's gonna be a generational talent, yeah. but you, he needs some help, and you can't get rid of everybody so i am gonna be it's gonna be a, a really fascinating trade deadline as they all are yeah we will do a special edition sound check right now we typically do this uh, after games and summarize uh what we feel well i'm wording that wrong how we feel the game went we kind of attach a song to it and uh throw those songs up on a playlist over on Spotify, which you can follow. Just search for LOA soundcheck volume two. Uh, but we're gonna do a special edition, trade edition of our sound check. Uh, and with this whole deal that went down. So, what do you got for this one?
1: Throwing it back to my roots, to mm-hmm. my skateboarding days. Ooh. When I was a young skater punk.
0: die too. Yeah.
1: Yeah. <sighs> Oh, great game, you,
0: bro! You thrash. Great game.
1: I was uh, uh yeah, I was that kid. Um, we're going yellow card Ocean Avenue,
0: and explain the, why you're going the with the Cali with...
1: kid's coming back, man. Yeah. Matt Nieto, the California kid, like yeah, Los Angeles based Yellow Card. You listen to that song? It's
0: California, and the the then the lead singer of Yellow Card front Blink One Eighty Two for like one album um like a recent album which was excellent 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 possibly right? i think it was him i'm almost positive it was him
1: i think you're um, right
0: and then blink way 2 kind of has gotten back together since then and yeah they're whole again but but the one album they did with him is really really good he's um, a really good singer yeah yeah he and can I, kill it live I, I, i've never seen him live there's him live. so i kind of went the same route as you like we could have went in two different directions here of like You know, a song that kind of dedicated to Count and McDonald exiting. But I don't want to do that. I don't want to like, you know, rain on their parade. Like, I'll be back. They'll be back. Who are we kidding? (laughs) Yeah, they tend to do that. Bring guys back. Um, So I did the same kind of went the same route as you and kind of focused on the Matt Nieto returning to the avalanche. And I went old school. The turtles happy together. And everybody knows that song. So happy together. And Ernest goes
1: to camp. Oh, my God.
0: (laughs) Those were some classic movies, my friend. He was something. Yeah. He's the original voice of Slink. Yeah. Toy Story.
1: Yeah. And he was the cook in Atlantis, the Lost Empire.
0: I don't think I've seen that. It's a good Disney movie. Yeah. Wow. So, yeah, so those two are going to be up on uh, the sound check. And then we'll do it again tomorrow because the Avs are in action. Yeah. Um, against the Anaheim Ducks. So, all right, black, that's going to Yeah, it's going to wrap this one up. Uh, comment away, people. How do you feel about this trade? Do you like it? Uh, do you dislike it for whatever reason? You um, happy Nieto's back? What do you think of Merkley? Like comment away. Um, All right. That will wrap it up. And thank you for making this your first listen of the day. Always appreciated. Apologies to the Instagram questions that we didn't get to, but we will. We will absolutely do that because there's, like I said, always some good ones in there. Um, All right. For Mr. Shaggy Von Doom, Kyle Sullivan, I am Chris Maselli. This is the Locked On Avalanche podcast. We'll see you guys tomorrow. Go, abs, go.